there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Welcome, Shan. I love this. Me too. I love that we have the legitimate professional um, podcast setup. (laughs) You're so obsessed. I really am. You're so obsessed. I love this. So, Shanna, do you have any podcast news? Uh, in here in a couple weeks we will be attending the true crime podcast festival in dallas yep the weekend of the 26th 27th and 28th it's gonna be fun times if you desire to come get tickets and i mean i know you probably don't want to like mingle with us but like there's legit podcasters there yes that aren't frauds um (laughs) Like the guys from Affirmative Murder. I know. I'm so excited about that. And I think True Crime and Cabernet Mm -hmm. is there. Yeah. Is that one of them? And then uh, Raven from the Sirens podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, like a bunch of people that you would actually know if you listen to True Crime podcasts a lot. Right. So we're just one of many that will have a table and yeah you can mingle with your favorite podcasters yeah we're just happy to be included in amongst those yeah podcasters so i think it'll be fun it'll be slightly terrifying for us both but it'll be great i said the name wrong it's colts crimes and cabernet colts crimes and cabernet yep 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 yep, yep, yep. it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be Scary so yeah, the, and awesome. They've got a good setup. Um, yeah, it'll be fun times in Dallas for yep. sure. Yep, yep, yep. For sure. Yep. So that's all the. Well, I guess. I mean, do we want to tell them about our special upcoming ep- episode? Yes. That will happen. <laughs> close to when the podcast festival happens so we'll be going into that on a fucking high note oh unless we just go down in flames but either way we will not we're not going to manifest that (laughs) shit we're going to (laughs) manifest all the good things to come of this exciting episode this this one will come out about august the oh gosh first part of august so on the 23rd of August, we will be doing a interview I know. with one of our favorite authors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her name is Karen Slaughter. Oh, my gosh. And if you've never heard of her or you've never read her books, but you enjoy mystery fiction or thriller fiction, mm-hmm. she is one of the OG female 
mystery thriller genre writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and, you know, Patsy Cornwall <laughs> and Dr. Kathy Reichs are like the OG mystery thriller fiction writers. Right. She has sold over 35 million copies worldwide. 35 million, you guys, and they're letting (laughs) us interview her. She has been on the bestseller list so many fucking times I can't even count. Right. She has been on the bestseller list in a multitude of countries, not Mm -hmm. just the U.S. Mm -hmm. And you may be familiar with a show on Netflix called Pieces of Her with Mm -hmm. Toni Collette. Yes. She wrote that book that... That the show was adapted from. And the book, I'm just telling you, I, I watched the show and I loved the show. The book is 500,000 times better. Right. Because details are her fucking jam. Yes. So everything is incredibly detailed. You smell the gunpowder. You feel the blood on your face. And I've sobbed more times than I can count at the end of books yeah. of hers. Yeah, yeah. So. Shy takes a mental break sometimes during her books because it's too <laughs> fucking much. I do. It's true. But they're so good. She's an amazing writer and she has been kind enough to schedule an interview I, with we, us. Shan Shan was feeling herself one day, you know, just was like, I c- we can do this. We can like, do this. What is it her to ask? She stepped out of her comfort zone and asked. Yep sent the email asking, you know, for a quick a quick interview. Like we weren't even asking. We were literally like if we can get 5 or 10 minutes of her time, oh. we would be so grateful and and they were like, "How about 30? Let's do 30. That sounds great." And we were like, "What the fuck?" But what what kills me too is these emails between Shan and I got to send one too because I was like, "Can I respond?" Because I forgot to reset the <coughs> password on my phone and I had no fucking clue we even had an email. Oh yeah, and so I got to respond. They are the nicest. They were so kind people. Yeah, and and totally these are New York publishing house agents. You guys, best selling authors. You guys. Any, uh, I mean, yeah. So for them to one grant us even respond. Yeah, even respond. respond. And then to grant us way guys, more time than we even asked for. We were we were expecting maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe, maybe five. We didn't care. We were like, can we just, you know, talk to her? They're giving us 30 minutes yeah, which to is talk huge. with her. It's huge. It's and amazing. she is an extreme introvert and does not love doing press. So she's very selective about the press that she does. Mm-hmm. And... Her new book is coming out, and we are so excited to have, like, uh, I know, Shan, I, like, right now, I'm just, I think. I just started sweating down my back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, (laughs) I'm, like, I think the closer it gets, the more nervous we will be right now. It's just like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. They're actually letting us do this, and um, they were super nice, like, very accommodating like they asked us for our schedule and i was like i will change my schedule yeah, for fu- you like we're not out of the country like yeah. d- whenever man yeah. you know like we will accommodate <sighs> karen 
whenever. Oh my god, I'm so excited! So we, I'm I'm an Uber fan. I've read every one of her books. I've read most of her books multiple times. It's a problem. <laughs> I own them in Kindle format and I own them in book format. Mm-hmm. And I've already pre-ordered. So I she has an option on her website to order through this little bookstore in Georgia where you can get signed copies. You just have to wait for her to go back to her house in Georgia and provide these books to the bookstore before they'll send them out. So I pre-ordered it there because I wanted a signed copy to um, commemorate our right. podcast interview. Right. And I also or- pre-ordered it on Kindle. And I ordered it in hardback. So whenever the hardback <laughs> gets released, I can actually read the hardback, pre-read it in Kindle, and then uh, have, have a it. signed copy signed that copy. nobody ever touches without gloves. Yes. <laughs> ever. It's white gloving it in here, bitches. But oh I'm so amped about it. So. I'm, I'm just super proud of you <sighs> for doing that. I When you told me... That you had reached out. I was like, what? I mean, it was complete shock to me. Not that you would do it, but that um, you did it. And not only that, they responded within days. days. Yeah, it was very quick. It was not months later. Really surprising. Yeah, it was a very quick response for such a powerhouse of a writer (sighs) and her people. And we're just super grateful. And Yeah. So all that to say... On August 23rd is when this interview is going to happen. If you're not about books, I fucking get it. You're busy. You live a busy life. Maybe nonfiction or maybe fiction is not your jam. That's cool, man. I fucking get it. I'm just letting you know up front. August 23rd, we're going to be doing an interview with a best-selling author. And she's funny. And she's cool, and she's like girl power to the max. Yes, and it's something that you're not going to want to miss. Right, us fangirling for thirty minutes straight. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be stumbling over words. It's gonna. My mom even fangirled because I texted my mom and I was like, "Mom, you're never gonna believe what 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 we're doing on the podcast. What me and Shy are doing on the podcast." And she's like, "What?" Because she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't even know how to listen. I don't think. I don't think anyone in our family listens. <laughs> I agree. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I was like, we're interviewing Karen Slaughter. And she goes, are you freaking kidding me? Because <laughs> she's the one that introduced me to Karen Slaughter. Aww. Like, she would pass off her Karen Slaughter books to me. And I have a bunch that are just old ratty paperbacks because, you, you know, my mom's a paperback whore. and. She will go into half price books and buy every fucking paperback they own just to read, just maybe to read. in the next 12 years. Who knows? Yeah. But she would just pass off, like she's always passed off Karen Slaughter and Kathy Rikes and I love it. P- Patsy Cornwall. Patsy Cornwall. So oh my, my mom's pumped up. She might even listen to that episode. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> maybe we should have her come to. <laughs> The big town and just sit in on it just, just so she could out. yeah just yeah. be just be there and just be fangirling with us i know she would totally fangirl that was awesome that'd be awesome so Ooh. that's podcast biz for oh this my week God. it's just like we're just getting these we're having these amazing moments for our little podcast and hoping they continue and so grateful for where we are right now yes and, and thank you for joining us for the ride 
Oh, yeah. Because without our 14 listeners, who would we be? Who would we be? <laughs> I don't know. We'd be two women. Just talking bullshit. In the Midwest, just talking bullshit. <laughs> All the time. I mean, to be fair, that's still what we are, but. Oh, well. It's fine. <laughs> now we just do it with mics in front of our faces. Yeah. yeah. We're going to live our best lives and have fun doing it, right? Yeah. So, Isn't that what life's about? I thought so, but then I got a fucking job, and it turns out life is not about fun. <laughs> it's about paying your mortgage. <laughs> life is yeah. about being an adult? Yeah. Fuck sucks. made that up. It sucks. Yeah. So let's escape. Let's do. Are you ready? This one's... So the one I have this week, Shan, it's a tragedy, but also an I survived type of situation. Oh, okay. I know. So... This isn't an I survived like the Geronimo fucking bank robbery, is it? Because that is is still giving me nightmares. It's pretty close. It's pretty damn close. I'm not going to lie. It's not like the I survived you did that was supposed to be light and take us away from our depressive state. And you talked about her getting a hammer lodged in her skull. She got a knife lodged in her skull. That's right. But she lived. She became an advocate for prison reform. She like. She lived, okay? She, okay. All righty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone that can survive tragedies like this and come out helping. Normal? Well, let's, normal's a little. Survive and thrive. Survive and thrive. Yeah. Let's all survive and thrive. You know, I saw a t-shirt the other day that said, surviving purely out of spite. That's basically what I do every day. I think I want that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's it was how we live our lives. Wicked clothes or something like that. They're like my favorite. Where I got our true crime. Oh, yeah. I love that. <gasps> we'll have true to wear crime. that to the podcast thing. Yes. Too. We'll the have to take those. Clubs. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to survive purely out of spite. Okay? And thrive. All you women out there. <laughs> we're going to survive. And, and thrive. thrive. All okay. right. All right, Shai, go get them. Oh, Sorry. Okay. So, no, it's fine. <laughs> Are you ready for this ride? I guess. Ooh. Let's strap in. Okay, so we're just going to go back to 2005. Oh, okay. okay. So not that long ago. Okay. Okay. So the late morning of November 3rd, 2005, Amber Matthews would visit her best friend, Drew Kopp, and Drew's two children, 18-month-old Riley and five-week-old Gracie, rural Oklahoma. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is Drew a girl or a boy? Drew is a girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that clarification. Yes. Not that it matters. I just am trying to envision people. Right. So, Drew is a girl. Okay. So, they live um, in... Blaine County, just kind of rural, in between, like, around Watonga, Kingfisher area, Mm -hmm. okay? Rural house in the country. They lived out in the country, as we would say here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, while they're visiting, a man would knock on the black, excuse me, back sliding door, sliding glass door of Drew's home. Oh, you can go fuck your entire self if mm-hmm. you knock on my back door and I live in the fucking country. Yeah. I'm coming out with 12 gauge. Right. Sorry. But. Right. Yes. 
Mm-mm. So Amber goes to open the door, the friend Amber. Mm. Drew's not far behind. Like she they're basically go to the door together. Um the man, 39-year-old Wendell Grissom, would ask if Drew's husband was home. Um, stated his name was like Mark or something. He was looking for Drew's husband. Drew would say, you know, state, no, he's not here. He's at work, but he'll be home later. Yeah, and the guy was like, okay, I'll just. Uh, in our bedroom cleaning his guns right now. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. I help you? Yeah. Honey, there's someone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring the pistol. Yeah. So the guy's like, I'll just come back later, whatever. Turns around and leaves. Okay. So they shut the door. Within seconds, the guy knocks again. This Grissom guy knocks again. This time, Drew who was holding the five-week-old, Gracie, at oh, the time, God. hands the baby to Amber and walks t- – as she's walking to the door, Wendell would shoot the sliding glass door and shatter the glass. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about Wendell Grissom, this human piece of garbage. Okay? So mm, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not into this anymore. Yeah. There's an I there is a survive aspect of this. Um, so we've got that going for us, but it is quite a tragedy. Um and these these poor women, like this is oh. This one's a rough one. So Okay, go ahead. Wendell Grissom at the time of this incident um, was just a drifter out of Arkansas and for whatever reason decides to drift into Oklahoma. Okay. Out in fucking rural Blaine County. Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll get there. So while he's driving into Oklahoma for Lord knows what, who knows? He's whatever. He's a drifter. He picks up another drifter by the name of Jesse Johns. Okay. Cannot find where how old this guy was. Doesn't matter. They're both pieces of shit. Okay. okay. While drinking beer and driving into Oklahoma, they decided they needed to rob people to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what we're gonna do. All right, we're gonna just rob some people. We need the money. It's fine. They would find a hotel in Midwest City along their route mm-hmm. and the night of november 2nd grissom would teach johns how to load his 44 black powder pistol a black powder pistol no don't know i have no clue that's i'm just in in picturing like an old like western you know whatever um, Wild West type of thing. That's in my brain, but that's probably not even close. Well, I'm going to Google that real quick. Do that go while, I, while I continue. Yep, okay. go ahead. So the next morning, November 3rd, they would begin drinking again and decide to travel a little further into Oklahoma down I-40 to find a rural home to rob. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sorry, but I'm I'm just. What was their line of thinking? Like people that are living out in the middle of nowhere have a ton of money just stashed away in their house, or what was the concept there? I think they were just. In my mind, this is me totally speculating. They just wanted to find what they could to pawn or if they had cash. Because if you think about uh, it, a lot of farmers have like equipment and shit. Yeah. And guns. And guns. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Right. Okay. So this is what a black powder pistol And that was what like. was in my head. Okay. So I'm good. I couldn't even. Very Wild West. It's fine. Okay. Understood. <clears throat> we will we'll we'll put, put that on the Instas. Yep. So you all can have that in your head as well. Yep. Uh-huh. Along the way, they did, uh, decided to stop at Love's Travel Stop, mm-hmm. or as we here in Oklahoma just call it, Love's. Love's. That's it. You don't need the travel stop. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. Okay. that It's on exit 108, and I think that's the one, like, when you're getting at off Geary. to go to... Mm-hmm, to go to Geary. To yep. go to Geary. Yep. They would there purchase more beer, shocking and brown work gloves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. They would then decide to travel into Blaine County to look for a house. Yep. Okay. At this point, they're like, "Hey, this looks isolated and desolate enough. We should find a. We should be able to find a home out here." Oh my god. Okay. At this point, Grissom on their drive into Blaine County, would randomly pick the home of Drew and Matt Kopf. Okay. Okay. Their last name is spelled K-O-P-F. I think you're saying it right. I think I am, but I I don't want to mispronounce it. I just, but anyways, Uh, it's, it was just outside of Hitchcock, Mm -hmm. their house was. So kind of right there between Watonga and Kingfisher. Grissom would pull into the driveway. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell Johns to wait until the shooting is over, and then he can come in and grab whatever he wants. I'm sorry, what? Yep. Yes. So they went into this planning, or Grissom did, went into this planning to do harm. Yeah, but the other guy definitely didn't, like, jump out of the car and be like, fuck this. Nope. I mean, sure he didn't. was in, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yep. He sure was. So. hmm Wow. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tacit compliance. Right. Okay. Grissom then walks to the back of the house and within minutes has shot the sliding glass door and is entering Drew's home. Yeah, she has two babies. Yeah. What the fudge? Right. Amber, who, if you remember, has the the five-week-old, mm-hmm. right? Because Drew had handed off Gracie. She would run with the newborn back to Riley's room, the 18-month-old. Okay. Okay, back, run back to her room and sh- shut herself in. Yeah. As Grissom fires another shot... That hits Drew in the head. (gasps) Oh, no. But this little mama would not go down without a fight. She was able, uh uh-huh, she was able to fight back and would end up 
pushing him across the room until he falls or stumbles onto the couch. Okay. Okay. With him still holding a gun, Drew would begin fighting with him. Uh Uh-huh. She's a bad bitch. She is such a bad bitch. I love that. She was like, this is not happening She's like, today. We're not doing this in my house. We are today. not doing this today. Yeah, today I choose violence. T- yeah. Fuck you. It's you or me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once they start fighting on the couch, she starts yelling, take whatever you want, just leave. Like I have kids, like just get out, take whatever you want. Grissom would only respond with laughing. Tell me your a monster without telling me you're a monster. Okay? I... Mm-hmm. Right. Grissom would then pull out the forty-four black powder uh-huh. and aim it at her head. As Drew raises her hand for the gun, he fires. Uh-huh. The bullet would tear through her hand and strike her in the head. Jesus fucking Christ. So now she shot twice, twice in the head? Twice. Grissom would then point that same pistol at her hip and fire again. This, sh- him shooting her in the hip is the shot that would throw her to the floor. The f- fuck, man? Yes. Yeah. Believing he had just killed Drew, Grissom would make his way to the bedroom where Amber and the two children are hiding. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. This guy was fucking monster. Okay. Drew, not even being close to death yet. Yeah. Would hear her friend begging for her life and her children screaming. She would then hear Chrisim take one shot. She believing that at this point her friend was dead yeah. and that her children were probably going to be soon. I don't, I mean. You have to. You have. Like, you can't think that he's like, oh, I'm just going to kill the women and not the right. babies. Like, yeah. no. Yes. Believing that he's killed her friend, Drew decided to run. Okay. At first, she runs to the garage, mm-hmm. but soon realizes there's a blood trail to the garage. And fearing Grissom would find the trail, she runs from the garage and spots the truck that Grissom and Johns had used. They had driven up in. Right. Right? Johns was not in the truck. Where the fuck was he? Yeah. So he had heard gunfire. And exited the truck. Yeah, he's like, it's on. Yep. Let's go get my shit. So as he's walking into the home, she's running to the truck. Mm-hmm. And he sees her. Mm-hmm. Runs into the house. Tells Grissom, mm-hmm. hey, there's a woman running. And Grissom takes off. Drew jumps in his truck. Grissom, being the dumb shit he is. Left leaves, the keys. Leaves the keys. Sure. Sure. So Drew, our little badass mama, puts it in gear and starts to take off as Grissom fires yet another shot at her, trying to get in the truck. Yes. 
the fuck? Yes. Okay. She has just been shot three, three times. times. Shot at four. And he's he's fired a shot at her friend. At she, least one. She only heard her friend yelling, please don't, and then a shot. So so he's he's shot five shots out of his six-shot revolver at this point. Yes. Okay, go on. Okay. A mile down the road, Drew would flag down three truckers, mm-hmm. telling them that her family had been killed and that she had been shot. Mm-hmm. One of these truckers happened to be a retired police officer. Ugh. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? I feel like in Oklahoma, pretty good, but it's fine. But do we know he's from Oklahoma? No. Anyways, truckers go all over. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're I'm right. just saying. I feel you. I'm. It it was definitely like a a a placement from the universe. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, people were placed in her life for a reason. Yeah. Um. So he would immediately call the Kingfisher County Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. And drive her to the Watonga Hospital. Oh fuck! They didn't go back out there. No. Oh no. He drove her to the hospital because she had been she- shot in the head twice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Grissom, realizing that she got away. Yeah. Yeah, and was, was like, probably sending cops to that location uh-huh. now. Yep. Was like, oh shit, we's got to get out of here. Yeah. And they steal a four-wheeler out of the cop's garage. Okay. okay so him and John's on a four-wheeler. That's cute. Uh-huh. Trying to get the, the get fuck f- out of there. Get, get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two of the, the other two truckers mm-hmm. that Drew pulled over would witness these men go by on a four-wheeler. Not knowing. Yeah. Because they just see two men of on course, a four-wheeler, right? Of course, yeah. And they but, just saw her in a truck. Right, so they're like, right. yeah, whatever. So they see which way they're going, though. Like, they see, they witness these two men. And the four-wheeler that they're on would eventually run out of gas. No shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yes. Wow. So okay. when it does, they somehow hitch a ride to the Hillstop Cafe on Highway 33. So the guy that gave him a ride was like, oh, I just thought they were like ranch workers that needed a ride to the cafe. Because their fucking four-wheeler ran out of gas. Uh-huh. Like a couple of dipshits. Yep. Okay. So he gave him a, gave him a ride to the Hillstop Cafe. And is this the one, that cafe that's kind of in the middle of nowhere? Or is that the one that's uh, right in Watonga? Shit, I can't remember. I need to Google that. Don't make me lie. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Anyways, it makes me wonder. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, two more badass women come into play here. Okay. Okay. The two women that were working at the Hillstop Cafe. Okay. All right. Cannot find their names anywhere. I don't know who these women were. They're just two good Samaritans. Yep. Two bad bitches. They would notice Grissom and John's looking inside the cafe windows 
mm-hmm. and looking in car windows in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. Grissom would eventually decide to go in to the cafe and purchase uh, one can of beer. Johns would then come in, get him one can of beer, right? And then Johns would walk across the highway to sit under a tree, just copping a squat. And Grissom would be seen walking to a nearby wheat field. Okay. Okay. A short time later, Johns would walk back into the cafe to grab to buy yet another beer, just one. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the women were like, "Okay, there's something not right here." So they decided to not only call the sheriff's department, King Fa- Kingfisher County Sheriff's Department, yeah, but they would ask the only customer in the cafe that was a man to stay with them until officers arrived. Yes. Yeah, which he did. He stayed in there with them. I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were like, there's something not right. It's that women's intuition. I'm just, yeah. She was, they were both like, nope, something's They're not like, right not, with this. I'm not here for any of this bullshit today. I'm no. not trying to die making 213 an hour as a waitress. I'm not doing that today. Yeah. Yeah. I No. Nope. No, and thank King you. Fisher County? No. No. So once the officers received the call from the cafe, they kind of pieced them together. Like, they believe that the attack at Drew's home and the men at the cafe were connected. Yeah, obviously. They're like, this is a little sus. Sure. So they immediately headed for Watonga as the highway patrol and the emergency personnel were arriving at Drew's home. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Amber and the children would be found still in Riley's room. Mm-hmm. The children were not injured. The babies were fine. Amber would have two gunshot wounds to the head, but was still breathing. God damn. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay. So somebody, somebody, if we have a listener that's knowledgeable about guns. Somebody tell me how a forty-four caliber mm-hmm. black powder rifle. No, he had a twenty-two and a forty-four. Oh, I didn't realize he had two. So he he used the twenty-two on them. He used the twenty-two. I so sorry. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. So he used the twenty-two to shoot the glass door, mm-hmm. and the initial shot mm-hmm. to Drew mm-hmm. was those two shots with a twenty-two. So the sliding glass door, Drew's initial shot to her head. She was hit in the head. was a twenty-two. The two on the couch were the black powder. The forty-four. Yes. Okay. And then the, I think, one shot to, I'm not sure if one shot on Amber, if those were both twenty-two or forty-four. It doesn't really say. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like the velocity is less or something like that with a black powder because it a 44 is a large caliber yeah. gun. Yes. And a gunshot wound from a 44 caliber to the head yeah. is I mean 
I would significant. It's significant, and I would think it would be fatal almost every time. Right. But two women have survived at least one gunshot from his 44 yeah. black powder. So I'm just curious if a 44 caliber black powder has like a lower velocity mm -hmm. or if the projectiles are different in yeah. such a way that it doesn't do as much damage yeah. or I'm not sure. So if anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, please. If you're, you know, a gun connoisseur. Yeah. Pistol connoisseur type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, once the deputies arrived at the cafe, they would take John in without incident. Okay. They would eventually find Grissom hiding in a pile, a pile of rocks not far from the cafe. <laughs> and they would arrest him. They would find on him a bloodstained twenty-two pistol, mm -hmm. a pair of brown working gloves, mm -hmm. and then other officers would find the forty-four near the home. Oh, so he just dropped it and rolled out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sadly, Amber passed on the flight to the hospital oh, from wow. her wounds. Ooh. Yes. Drew, however, would survive her injuries. Shit. Yes. Yes. Shit, man. And would find out her children survived. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Can you imagine? No. I cannot imagine. Not at all. Not at all. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine her husband just, you know, being at work and thinking it's a normal, normal day. Like, yeah, and then you have the sheriff show up at your work or something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, I Jesus. can imagine. Mm -mm. Yeah. But she would go on to recount the attack at Grissom's trial. Oh, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she was like, uh, when they're like, uh, do you see the man that, uh. That came into your home and talked to you and your friend that day. Yeah, that motherfucker is right there. Uh-huh. Yes. That's him. That's the crazy ass. That's his small dick right over there. Mm-hmm. He's the crazies. Jesus. Yeah. So Grissom's excuse for the attack was that he was drunk. Uh, mm, no, but mm -hmm. that's okay. That was his whole defense, is that he was drunk. And I mean, you pretty much plan this out. The whole time you were drunk for two days? Yeah, and the fact that your friend didn't hop out of the car and tell you to fuck yourself, he's also guilty of felony mm -hmm. murder. So Yeah. Oh yeah, they were both found they were both found guilty. Um it took a Garfield County jury about fifty four minutes to find him guilty. Of <laughs> they tried it in Garfield County? Mm-hmm. Could they did they feel like they had to do a change of venue because they didn't they couldn't get a fair trial? In place. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they found him guilty on first degree murder, shooting with intent to kill, and mm -hmm. grand larceny. Oh, grand larceny and possession of a firearm after a felony. Oh, yeah, because he was already convicted felon pr before. Yes. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, the jury only deliberated for three hours before giving him the death penalty. Yeah, and that was probably because they were deliberating over lunch. Yes. They're like, we're going to get our box lunch. Yeah. Let's Have just, some coffee. Yeah. Let's just take a... You know, how are the kids? Take a minute. Yeah. Like, we all agree this fuck is going yeah. to the 
chamber, right? Yeah. So, cool, cool. What are you guys doing this summer? Yeah. Where did we get where did we get lunch from? Yeah. Today. Hopefully it's that great cafe in Watonga. Yeah. Like whatever. You know. If they're in Garfield County, they're in Enid, but Oh, in Enid. It's whatever. Ooh, so might have been Applebee's. <gasps> Could have been Chili's. You never know. Never know. Hmm. Um <laughs> He would Grissom would obviously try to appeal a lot. Yeah, he gets an automatic appeal. Uh huh. But he did it like he lost his final appeal in 2019 and now is awaiting his execution, which is actually scheduled for 2024. Shit. What about the other guy? Was he also sentenced to death? No, just um, life. Okay. On that. Did he uh, have his own trial or was he, did he plead? I think he pled because there was Smart. not, when it came to this whole thing, that guy was not brought up a lot. Yeah, so he was just probably a witness and got to plead and take a life sentence. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he would have been right with him on a Mm -hmm. felony murder charge. Yeah, because he literally was like, oh, shooting started. Let me go in and grab my shit. Like, this guy, he didn't care. Yeah, he didn't give two shits. And the fact that the guy told him, don't come in until after the the shooting has started, Mm -hmm. he knew that this guy was going to take yes. some lives. Yes. That was the intent. Yep. It was premeditated. Yes. And complete disregard for human life. Right. And someone died during the commission of a felony, which was to burglarize that home. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he is guilty of felony murder. Right. I mean, yes, it is what it is. And also, too, he was like, hey, this lady's running. Like, gave him a heads up. And so he could, oh, Anyways, I just couldn't – I was reading this. I was like, oh, this woman survived. She survived and fought him. And her kid survived. And her baby survived. But her friend did not. No. That's sad. Yeah. And she would um, testify at this trial that her and Amber, like, talked every day, like, all the time. They were besties. Um, The only reason Amber was at her house that day is because I think their babysitter was sick. And I think uh, Drew had to go run some errands, so she asked um, Amber to come over and watch the babies, hang out with the babies while she did her thing. And <sighs> it's just the saddest. She lost her best friend, survived a horrific ordeal. I couldn't even. I I, I can't imagine. Um, anyways, so wow, yeah, kind of a short and sweet one this week, um, but still a good survival story she wasn't she wasn't gonna like let him win and um just kind of lesson so this teaches us a good lesson so i was thinking about the other day there was i think it was a police officer or uh, detective i can't remember was stating when you're in a situation where you're being held captive i think this was like a captive situation and you are able to escape, mm-hmm. but your family or your friends are not, mm-hmm. you do not – it's okay to escape. Because yeah, you're m- the best chance of everyone's survival if yes, you escape. if you escape. But if you don't, you're all Right, fucked. yeah. So she did what was best for her babies, mm-hmm. and it worked, and she saved those babies. Um. I'm so sad that she couldn't, that Amber wasn't saved. And can you imagine, so his whole 
shooting spree, theoretically, was interrupted because she ran out to the truck. Yeah. And the guy, the other guy came in and was like, hey, bro, she's still in your truck. Right. Um, I don't really have any doubts in my mind that he would have killed those kids, too. Yeah, I think so. And just not had a second thought about it. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, even though her friend died, which is awful. Right. She say she saved her kids by getting out of that house and kind of creating a diversion, right? That made him lose his focus and then right moved him on, yeah, from that house. And if you think about it, this is probably a bad comparison, but mama birds do that, right? Yeah, create a diversion. They create I'll a diversion. The nest, yes, and so a if, a predator mm-hmm. will come after me and yes. not if there's, deal with my babies. Yep, if there's babies nearby, they'll take off and hope that the predator follows them. So it was very much a mother's instinct to um, go get help. Yeah, you, know, and, and, you have to. And that's what she did. She, Especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. I know. Got to. Yeah. So. so wow. Um, I did Oof. want to, I did find out just earlier this week after I had um, written this and read this whole story that um, Drew's husband, Matt, was tragically killed in an oil-filled accident um, the part, the first part of this July, this, this past July or, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, tragically, this poor woman has been Jesus. through so much in her life. I honestly don't think she's – I think she's probably – our age, if not younger, I think she's probably a little bit younger than us. Um, she's been through so much and she's a tough woman. And I hope that she, you know, she's a bad bitch. Yeah, She'll she get is. through it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, you know, all of the positive vibes and all of that goes out to her and her family during this time because her kids are yeah, teenagers her now kids and would be all basically grown at this yeah, point. Yeah. And they've, you know, lost their dad and their Ugh. best friend and been through all of yeah, that. They've been through it all. So um all of the positive vibes go out to that cop family. Yeah. And Drew, you are a bad bitch. You are a powerful woman. And if ever you hear this podcast, I hope you know how admired you are for what you did on our end. Yeah. And we're so sorry for that loss. Yeah. Of your that's awful. Of your husband. So terrible. Oh, sometimes, man, life just throws some shit at you. Rough. Yeah, dude. But God bless the women that survive these gruesome attacks. I, I never know what I would do in that type of situation. I have not ever been in that situation. The closest I've ever come was some drunked out (laughs) weirdo in the women's bathroom and at loves at loves yeah um on i40 nope <laughs> sorry on i35 and knowing my kids were also in the bathroom and just pulling my pants up and running out of my <laughs> stall like what are you doing in here get out um so that's the closest i've ever been to any weird that doesn't even compare to this i get it but as a mom knowing holy shit i have kids in here yeah what the hell uh yeah so got to protect those kids yeah like at all at all costs we could protect our kids and you really paid that like yeah ultimate ultimate you know you did all your jobs yeah you did yeah 
Uh, yeah, Man. I'm like bowing down to you right now because she she did it. Her baby survived, and they got to she got to have this amazing life with her husband for yeah, you know, twenty years. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of my short little I survived Oklahoma bad women. You know, Oklahoma bad bitches getting shit done. Oklahoma bad saving, bitches getting shit done. Saving babies. I'm going to make a sticker that says Oklahoma bad bitches getting shit done. Darn right. (laughs) Good job, Shay. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's You are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.